Section 18 of Stories from the Operas by Gladys Davidson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Denham. Mascagni's Cavalleria Rusticana, or Rustic Chivalry. It was Easter morning, and the inhabitants of a certain pretty little village in the island of Sicily were wending their way towards the church to join in the customary special service of praise and thanksgiving in honour of the festival. They were light-hearted, peaceful peasants who worked hard for their living, and were so glad to rejoice and be merry on feast days, and though shut off from the outside world like other island folk, they had considerable pride, and jealously guarded the honour of their native village. As they approached the church this bright Easter morning, their simple hearts were filled with joy and gratitude for the life of peaceful calm allotted to them, and yet, though they knew it not, a tragedy was even now being enacted in their midst. Turidu, one of the handsomest youths in the village, had become a soldier, and before going off to the wars had obtained the promise of his sweetheart Lola to remain faithful to him that they might be wed on his return. But the pretty Lola found the waiting time long and wearisome, and at last tiring of an ever-absent lover, she accepted the advances of Alfio, the prosperous village carrier who had a comfortable home to offer, and loved her dearly. So when Turidu at length returned from his military service, he found his faithless sweetheart the wife of the happy Alfio, but though filled with disappointment and grief, he determined in his pride not to let Lola see that he cared aught for his loss. To this end, knowing that he was looked upon with favour by another fair village maiden named Santuzza, he began to pay his addresses to her with much ardour, and he pursued his false wooing with such success that in a very short time he had not only stolen this poor girl's heart, but her honour also. Now, when Lola saw that Turidu had taken a new sweetheart in her place, she was filled with unreasonable resentment, and all her old love returning with the sting of jealousy, she sought to draw him back to her side once more, regardless of her wifely vows to Alfio. Nor did she find her task a difficult one, for Turidu's passion for her had never altered although he had found comfort for a time in the smile of Santuzza, and he gladly accepted her invitation to resume their old sweet intercourse. Every day the lovers met in secret, being careful to keep all their movements concealed from the unsuspecting Alfio, and for a little while they were able to rejoice in their lawless love but the secret did not long remain hidden from the betrayed and deserted Santuzza, who still passionately loved Turidu, 
and when she discovered that he had returned to his old love, she was filled with grief and jealousy. For a while she kept the secret to herself, hoping to persuade the man she loved to come back to her, and give up his dangerous intercourse with Lola. But when after many weeks had passed, and still Turidoa came not, she determined to go and seek him out. Having learnt from a neighbour that her false lover had been seen lingering near the abode of Alfio on the previous evening, she made her way full of misery to the abode of Turidu's mother, Lucia, a cottage situated near the church in an open square. Here she waited until Lucia came out from the cottage ready for church, and then, hurrying towards the good dame, she asked her where Turidu was to be found. Lucia replied that her son had gone a few days ago into the neighbouring town of Francoflute to fetch wine, and had not yet returned. But Santuzza declared this could not be true, since he had been seen in the village only the evening before. On hearing this, Lucia was surprised and troubled, for although she knew nothing of Turidu's secret love, his movements had been mysterious to her of late, and she had felt that all was not right with him. Just then Alfio, the carrier, entered the square with his team, singing a merry song as he drove by. He stopped at the cottage to ask for a cup of wine, and upon the name of Turidu being mentioned, he told Lucia with a sudden frown that her son had been lurking near his own cottage that very morning, and had been seen there several other times of late. Lucia was about to say more on the subject when Santuzza, not wishing to betray her faithless lover, made a sign to her to desist, and a few moments later Alfio went off with his team, but with a troubled look on his face, for a suspicion as to Turidu's object in haunting his wife's abode now flashed across his mind for the first time. When he had gone, Santuzza, unable to bear her grief in silence any longer, determined to take Lucia into her confidence, and in despairing tones she now poured out the whole wretched story to the dame, how Turidu in pique had won her love and betrayed her, deserting her in order to return to his former sweetheart Lola. Lucia listened to this sad story with grief in her heart for the sin of her son, and pity for the unhappy girl he had wronged, and when it came to an end she folded Santuzza in her arms, and said that she would offer prayers for her comfort even now. She then went into the church, which was already filled with worshippers singing their Easter anthem, but Santuzza remained weeping by the cottage door. Presently she saw Turido enter the square, and hurrying forward eagerly, she greeted him with reproaches, passionately imploring him to return to her love once more. But Turidu, who had come to look for Lola on her way to church, was in no mood to hear the reproaches of Santuzza, 
and he declared that her pleadings were in vain to move him, for she was nothing to him, and Lola's love was all he wanted. At this moment Lola herself came by, singing on her way to church, and seeing Santuzza and Turidu together, a momentary wave of jealousy seized her. She began to mock at them both for choosing the public square for their love-making, and when Turidu tried to draw her away with him, she shook herself free and scornfully bade him stay with his beloved Santuzza. She then turned away with a careless laugh and went into the church, and Turidu, rendered furious at her mocking words, which had been incited by the presence of her rival, turned angrily away from Santuzza and bade her leave him. The wretched Santuzza, however, refused to be dismissed, and again she implored him to have pity and return to her loving heart once more. But Turidu declared cruelly that everything was now over between them, his love for Lola being all-absorbing, and when Santuzza clung to his arm in her wild eagerness, he flung her passionately from him, and hastened into the church, heedless that she had fallen to the ground. Poor Santuzza lay for a few moments where she had fallen, and when she had recovered sufficiently to raise herself, she saw that Alfio the carrier had returned to the square again, and was standing close beside her. Maddened by Turido's cruel treatment, she now determined to be revenged upon him, and turning eagerly to Alfio, she related to him the story of his wife's intrigue. She kept nothing back, not even Turido's betrayal of herself, and Alfio knew from her deep distress and passion that she spoke the truth, which his own recently awakened suspicions too surely confirmed. The injured husband listened with grief and rage in his heart, and when the story came to an end, he exclaimed vehemently that all his love for his faithless wife was now changed to hate, and that he would surely avenge himself speedily upon the betrayer of his honour. Santuzza was terrified at the tumult of passion she had thus raised, and would gladly have recalled her words could she have done so, but Alfio flung her detaining arm from him, and fled away to collect his agonised thoughts. The service at the church was now at an end, and the worshippers came pouring forth into the square, laughing and rejoicing together, for the rest of the day was to be spent in merriment. Turidu and the pretty Lola came out together with happy faces, for the careless girl's jealous outburst had quickly flown, and as they passed a little inn at one side of the square, Turidu snatched up a cup of wine from a table that stood without, and drank it off to the health of his sweetheart. Lola recklessly responded to the pledge, and then Turidu, carried away by the delirium of the moment, began to sing a lively drinking song, in which he was heartily joined by the merry bystanders. As the song came to an end, Alfio 
suddenly broke into the group, and from his pale set face, and the look of suppressed passion in his burning eyes, it soon became plain to all that some fearful act was in contemplation. The women drew together, and began to whisper in frightened tones, but the men called out a friendly welcome to Alfio, who returned their greeting with calmness. But when Turidu, still keeping up his gay tone, offered the newcomer a cup of wine, and boldly invited him to drink to their friendship, Alfio refused with the utmost scorn, and he declared in resentful tones that wine offered by Turidu was to him but deadly poison. On hearing these words, Lola uttered a cry of fear, knowing now that her wronged husband had discovered all, and full of despair she allowed herself to be led away by the trembling women, who quickly guessed that she was concerned in the quarrel, and were eager to remove her from the scene. Turidu also saw that his secret was known by the man he had wronged, but was not afraid to meet the consequences of his guilt, and seeing that Alfio meant to satisfy his honour by fighting, he went boldly forward and made the first challenge himself. This he did by biting the left ear of his opponent, according to the local custom of the island, and at the same time he took all the blame of the intrigue upon himself, and begged Alfio not to deal harshly with Lola. Alfio calmly accepted the challenge, and leading the way to a garden nearby, he bade Turidu follow him, that they might fight there undisturbed. As Turidu followed, he stopped at the door of his home and called for his mother, and when Lucia hurried out, alarmed at his excited tones, he begged her, in case he was killed, to guard and care for poor Santuzza whom he had so cruelly wronged. He also implored her to bless him and pray for his forgiveness, and then with a last tender embrace he drew his dagger and rushed into the garden to begin the duel. Lucia was terrified at her son's aspect, and guessed at once what had happened, and when at that moment Santuzza ran up, asking wildly for her lover, she folded her in her arms with a sobbing cry. Suddenly a loud shout of, Turidu is slain, came from those who had followed to watch the fight, and as the cry was taken up in the square, Lucia and Santuzza, grief-stricken, sank senseless to the ground. Thus was rustic honour satisfied, and Alfio avenged of his wrongs, but the bright Easter morn that had dawned so joyously ended in gloom and the dark shadow of death. End of section 18 Recording by Tom Denham